Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 139 of Parenting Real Life. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. We're back from Christmas vacation. Yes, we took a two-month break because Christmas is crazy, but then also to get ahead on podcasting. (laughs) Yes. Because life is crazy. Get ahead sounds like an Arthur episode. Once, Arthur heard his teacher, Mr. Ratburn, ordering body parts. Ugh. Like three boy heads and four feet. And turns out he was like a ventriloquist or something. Oh. (laughs) But... Getting ahead. If you want to know Arthur trivia, ask Alan. This guy. Well, (laughs) early Arthur. Arthur kept going way beyond me, but. That is true. So our parenting in real life moment today is a money saving tip. When you have a device that maybe is just not performing like it used to, before you throw it away, maybe check to see if it's battery powered. (laughs) So this is making fun of me, <laughs> but I approved it for the podcast, but we, we bought a little frother thing. I don't know. It's a hot chocolate mixer. And so I noticed that it was like getting kind of slow and it wasn't as powerful as it was. And the kids use it all the time. So I figured they broke it. And so I was just like, well, I guess it didn't last very long. <laughs> and then Alan's like, have we replaced the batteries in a while? <laughs> I was like, Alexis thought oh. it was powered on dreams. I just didn't even occur to me that there were batteries in it that could be replaced. It's, it is very like small, very handheld. It, it is like, wow, yeah, there's batteries in here. I, I, I mean, guess. I know it needs to work on something. I don't know. Like we have like electronic candles in our house and I replaced all the batteries in those. And so like, I, I guess when things like die all the way, I'm like, Oh yeah, they need a new battery or whatever. I don't know. Something about this. And I the just kids are not, rough on this. Did not so I have watched our kids use it and been like, Oh, that's going to break. Yeah. So. so I just assumed it was broken. <laughs> anyway, it was a funny moment. So good news is it's not broken. We replaced the batteries and it works great. <laughs> Two AAA batteries later. It's back. So saved us 12 bucks. So today we are going to be talking about Valentine's Day because it is February. Valentine's Day is coming. Yeah. And so we wanted to share some relationship things that have worked well for us. Some of these are things like most of these are advice that we had gotten from other people. And we've implemented them into our marriage and they've helped our relationship. And so I think especially too, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, make sure you date your spouse. And that is something that we're terrible at. We are so bad at going on dates and honestly a lot of it started because we didn't have money to go on a date or to pay for a babysitter so we just now it's just we don't like each other that much <laughs> no. so all that alone time is like Ugh, why would we do that <laughs> now now we have our built-in babysitters our kids are old enough to babysit we do date go on dates a lot it's more it's still expensive it still costs a lot of money to go out and honestly we're both 
uh, introverts and homebodies, and most of the times so we're just kind of like, meh, let's just stay home and watch a movie. We kind of love to watch a movie at home and just eat popcorn and. That's a good date for Canada. us. Canada, it's fantastic. And I just feel so tired by the end of the week with all mm-hmm. the stuff that we have going on. You know, with our. I'm family. gonna fall asleep during the movie, whether it's at home or at a theater. So <laughs> much cheaper to do that at home. And then I can wake up early and want finish it, and you can't do that at the theater. I know. I stay up, and then I'm like, oh, you missed it. <laughs> she does do that. So we, we did struggle with this because we are not like – I just feel like you hear the same tips everywhere, and I don't want to be that this podcast. This is not that podcast. That's right. So we're going to try and give you some good, hopefully unique-ish tips. Now, you may not want your kids to hear all of these tips because they're pretty spicy. Things like – put your kids to bed early because alone time is important. No, that's as spicy as it gets. But that is our first tip. We hear people, we've talked about this before. When we're judging other parents, one of our favorite things to judge is how late people put their kids to bed. For us, like that time after your kids to go to bed is magic. Like both for your mental health and your relationship health. I think it's so important to have your kids go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how they keep their kids up to 10 and still have a functioning marriage. This has been harder as our kids have gotten older because now they want to stay up more. And so we're trying to create those boundaries of that's fine if you want to stay up, but you have to be in and your Sometimes room. we're going to stay up together and watch something together. And sometimes, like on the weekends, we let the girls stay up, but we make them watch a movie downstairs and we watch a movie upstairs mm-hmm. because we still want us time. And got to protect your marriage first. And some other things that go along with bedtime is just going to bed at the same time. So Alan and I have very different sleep going schedules. Going to bed, not going to sleep. And that's not <laughs> dirty. Ooh. Just what we mean is Alexis and I, if we didn't know each other, would be going to sleep like four or five hours apart from each other. Yes. I'm like a getting ready for bed at eight o'clock guy. And she's a just getting started at eight o'clock gal. So it's been a struggle. Yes. So Alan falls asleep really easily and I don't. And so usually we'll get ready for bed. We'll talk and he will fall asleep the instant that his head hits the pillow. And I'll stay up and read for a little bit longer because I'm not super tired yet. And that helps me fall asleep. And so we just make sure that we're getting into bed at the same time. But I will stay up longer. And for us, that means we get ready for bed at the same time, which is like good chit-chatty wrap up the day type stuff, prep the next day type stuff. And we pray together. And then Alexis talks to my sleeping head. I don't know what she does actually, but I'm asleep. So she does something. If I have something important to say, I got to slip it in real fast because pre-prayer is better. Yeah. Pre-prayer is better. (laughs) There's been a couple times when I'm just so tired. I fall asleep while Alexis is getting ready because she takes longer. And I'll just like, I'm just going to lay in the bed for a second and I'm out. And then he's asleep. So I got to like nudge him like, get up. We got to pray. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes a big difference to have a moment. And I don't know if you're a prayer and I'm sure you could figure out something else. Just to make sure that you have like a moment together before you go to sleep. We also go to sleep early. I think that's a big deal, especially if one of you is an earlier to bed person. But I do think it's important that you do go to sleep early. Why? I think it does provide time to stuff. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. You figure out your stuff. <laughs> All the stuff. <laughs> Scrapbooking. Model plane N- building. <laughs> knitting. <laughs> Glass bottle ship making. All the things. Love it. So, yep. I, I do think the early is is better. 
Our next tip is to set goals together. And I think some of the important goals that we've set together are like financial goals and vacation goals. Uh, I think those, I mean, we've done like to like about our family, like what we want our family to look like and stuff like that. We're trying to be intentional about that. But I think like just the year to year, as you plan those things together, it makes you so that you have a common goal and it makes you excited about things coming up and you can talk about it, you know, like, oh, remember this trip and we need to start working on that. And that's going to be so fun and exciting and, you know, whatever. Yep. Alexis is a natural goal setter. She loves goals. So I like to set goals for Alexis <laughs> and not for myself and much more likely to get done. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't do that. He doesn't. I have plenty of my own goals, but we do. Ironically, I'm an obliger. So I would actually like if Alexis set goals for me. Oh, I should start doing that. You should. Be better, Alan. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> the other thing we like to do is just do stuff together. I don't know. This feels really natural for us. So maybe if this isn't natural for you, let us know what you do instead. But like, if we're going to the store, I would prefer to go together. And I know sometimes you have to like, you have to be strategic and divide and conquer. But a lot of times you don't. A lot of times it's just like somebody chilling at home. And sometimes that even means taking some or all of the kids with you. But I think it's fun. Fun to go places together. It is hard to bring all the kids, but I have found that I would rather go together and have all the kids and like stay home and be watching all the kids by myself while the other person gets to go. And then you just feel better the whole time. At least you're like, this is crazy together. Instead of I hate that person. Why are they at the store eating all the Costco samples by themselves? And so we do a lot of errands or just events like basketball, like when the kids have games. So Nathan's in basketball right now. When he has a basketball game, the whole family goes. We all watch. We all support him. So we're going together. And it's a way for Al and I to be able to watch him and chat about it and, you know, the game together rather than just one of us going so the other kids don't have to go. And, yes, our kids all complain about going to the basketball game. But we're like, no, we support our family and we're all going together. And, sorry, it's just we're just going. And so I think just having that time together, even though it's not convenient or the easier thing to do, it does provide time together. Yep. Another tip is to really try and share the load, even though Alexis does by far more of the house work because she works part-time and I work full-time. And so it, it works out like that. I try and be a big part of that stuff whenever I am around, even like at least once a year, I try and do it without being told. Um, <laughs> like if I, if I know it's Thursday, I know that's our laundry day. So I try and remember that I can put the first load of laundry in. Or whatever. And to some degree, it's a mindset. Like, you just have this mindset that, like, I'm not the yard and you're the house or something. Like, we're both both. And we both help. And we, you know, like, sometimes you have to give each other a break because somebody's tired or whatever. But in general, the assumption is that we all do everything. And we also do that together, too. Like, on yeah. Saturdays, we do the indoor chores together because Alan has indoor chores that he's in charge of and I am ma'am. And so we do those together. And then we go work in the yard together rather than, okay, you got outside, I got inside. Yeah, and see you tomorrow. That could be like a divide and conquer type thing. But, but again, we're doing it together and we can make decisions together. We can make sure things get done together. It helps the kids can be with both of us as we're cleaning or whatever too, so that they can participate. So it's just another time for us to be working together. Exactly. So now we saved our best tips for last. These are, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> the title of this is called unhelpful tips. 
<laughs> this is, I think, as we thought about it, we're like, man, we, there's a few things that I think we can say that are helpful, but we're out of those. So the rest of these are just things <laughs> that we think have helped us. I think if there is a takeaway from this section, it's couples are unique, people are unique. So find what works for you and your partner. So this is what works for us because of our personalities. Because of who we are. Because of just who we are. And so this this is what works in our marriage. That's right. So the first one is that we're both introverts. And so we don't have a ton of friends. And so we just like to hang out together. <laughs> so our tip number one, be introverts. Yeah. <laughs> and prefer each other over anybody else. That That's our first tip. The second tip is don't have strong opinions. That's super helpful for us. <laughs> Like, we're not politically fiery. And where we do have relatively strong opinions, they're the same. So if you have to have strong opinions, make sure they're identical to your your partner. Yes. The next one is support each other in our interests. That's actually a good one. But this podcast is mostly because of me. (laughs) We do it together. But I'm the, one dri- where I'm the one driving it. But that is to have interests that you share. That's something that you could do together. For sure. The next unhelpful tip is just marry someone you think is funny. And then continue to think they're funny after 13 years. <laughs> Even though the annoying stuff like kissing to the beat of a song <laughs> still happens. <laughs> that is actually our last tip. Nothing is more romantic to kissing to the beat of the song you're listening to together. Or even better, a song you're not listening to together. And then, <laughs> then having you have to them guess. guess. <laughs> he does that all the time. So I, this may not make sense, but he'll like peck me <laughs> to the beat of a song. You know, you like tap someone to a song, <laughs> but he kisses me that way. So that's... <laughs> I'm surprised it's not on more like romantic films. Because it is <laughs> romance at the finest. Relationship advice. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's gold right there. If you'd like to support us for our great tips, you can just Venmo me. <laughs> so there you have it. Those are our very unhelpful tips that just kind of go with our personalities. Find what works for you. But yeah. Make it work. Yeah. But that, yeah, and that's like what Alan said. Like everybody's different. Everybody has their own personalities, their own quirks or whatever. So just find what fits in your marriage and what makes both of you happy and helps you connect more. Yeah. Good luck out there. Happy Valentine's Day? Question mark? Kissy, kissy. (laughs) It's weird telling other people Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at ParentingInRealLife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.